0: This is Brian Schneider. I'm a co-chair of Aaron Fox's Nonprofits and Associations Practice. And today I'm here with Dan Renberg, the co-chair of Aaron Fox's Government Relations Practice. And today we're talking about, with the upcoming election coming just a few weeks away in 2020, we're talking about the work that trade associations can do now to plan their 2021 government relations initiatives. So, Dan, other than possibly a COVID-19 emergency funding bill and confirmation of a Supreme Court nominee, is anything really going to happen on the Hill between now and next February that trade associations should be engaged on?
1: Well, thanks for asking, uh, Brian. Uh, We're keeping our eyes on the annual appropriations process. Currently, the government is operating on a continuing resolution basis, which goes through December 11th. And what that means is a Congress, when it comes back after the elections, after Thanksgiving, will have no choice but to either extend the continuing resolution into next year or to create one of those monstrosities that we call an omnibus appropriations bill, where all the federal agencies will be funded. Um, That mid-December deadline um, is uh, significant. If Vice President Biden were to win the presidency, you might wonder whether he and congressional Democrats, possibly also in the majority in the Senate, would want to delay Final consideration until they have their hands on the steering wheel after January 3rd and January 20th. Uh, So they would only agree to extending the continuing resolution. There's some who wonder whether or not they might want to have a clean slate going into the new year and they would agree on some spending uh, decisions at the end of December. Senate Republicans play a critical role here and they might decide if the president were to win re election that they want to keep their foot on the pedal get it done, and then go into the new year uh, with a clean slate. So that's the most significant thing Congress will be working on. Many trade associations have programs that they care about in terms of funding or policy riders. And then just as an aside, I was uh, on a call last evening with a Republican senator who indicated that Chairman Grassley of the Finance Committee in the Senate is still considering whether or not a tax extenders and public health extenders could be taken up in the lame duck. It's really too early to call on that because we don't know the level of polarization that will occur in Congress after the election.
0: So what can associations do now for the next three, four months to build and plan for agency and Hill relationships, uh, especially if there might be a flip of uh, control of the Senate? Well,
1: that's a a very good question, uh, Brian. This is time that is ordinarily slower in Washington, but that doesn't mean that there aren't a lot of things that associations can do. Um, One of the things is to start gaming out who could be new chairman or ranking members Of the congressional committees. It doesn't take a flip necessarily to create movement because of retirements and even defeats. Um, We know for a fact that in the Senate, the all-important finance committee chairman, uh, Senator Grassley, whom I just mentioned, is term-limited by an internal Republican Senate rule, and he will likely be replaced at the head of the finance committee by Mike Crapo of Idaho. That in turn frees up banking for Senator Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania, potentially. You also have the retirement of chairman, uh lamar alexander of the health education labor and pensions the help committee and he will be replaced by someone as well so you can start gaming out who's likely to take over as chairman or ranking member and figure out What are your strengths as an association? What we do at Aaron Fox is with our clients is we do a political matrix, if you will. We try to figure out exactly where the relationships are. Who are some of the association's larger members? What states and districts are they in? Um, Associations often do this already, but this is a critical time to do it right after the election to figure out what new relationships do we have? There might be a medical association that all of a sudden sees uh, the first chiropractor elected to Congress, and you're the association of chiropractors. Well, that's a relationship you certainly want to build upon. So we'd recommend that everyone kind of take stock over the next few weeks and figure out where those relationships are and what they need to do if they are insufficiently connected to the new leadership on committees uh, and new members of Congress, and they need to figure out how to go about creating those kinds of uh,
0: connections. Well, what other types of planning activities are you working with associations on uh, so that they're ready uh, in the next three, four months for the next phase?
1: Well, what we'll be doing with our uh, clients, uh, especially after right after the election, uh, when we have a clearer idea of which administration will be in power, is we'll start to figure out what are the priorities that we have offensively and on what might we need to play defense. If you were a company in the coal sector, for instance, and Biden won, um, you might Feel like you're going to be more on defense but if you're in the solar industry you might feel like his commitment to climate change and renewables would give you an opportunity so you really want to prioritize what are the three or four critical issues for our sector for our association's members on offense things that we want and aspire to and then what are two or three things that we feel like we might have to play de- defense on and then you go about figuring out who your champions could be and who you have to watch out for
0: yeah, you know, so Dan, you know, are your clients actually staying engaged with folks on the Hill, given that you know we're doing this podcast remotely and everyone's uh, uh, virtual these days? Well, thanks uh,
1: for asking that. We've had some success so far with virtual meetings. We find that um, increasingly, as the technology became more commonplace, uh, more members and especially congressional staff have been willing to get on video, which creates a little bit more of a uh, an interpersonal connection. Um, we're also Uh, helping our clients coordinate what we're calling virtual fly-ins. We can't trademark it. It's commonly used as a phrase these days. But instead of asking a member of Congress to come to a children's hospital, for instance, you can imagine the safety precautions in this day and age. Instead, we're trying to have Uh, members of Congress do virtual facility visits with, you know, a corporate CEO, a couple of employees uh, and et cetera, so that they can learn about the business, but without having to physically be there. There's a little bit lost in the translation, but we're finding it a very effective means of keeping those lines of communication open. And then lastly, I would say um, social media is another way Um, uh, whereby uh, associations can stay in touch. If a member introduces a bill or makes a statement that you like, hit them up on Twitter, use Facebook. Members read their Twitter feeds. And so if you say something complimentary, including them, they're more likely to see it than not.
0: You know, Dan, one of the things that I work with associations with a lot is coming up with measurable tools for their boards to track their association's success. How do you see associations doing that on the government relations side to identify whether they're taking the right steps uh, as the next term begins in January?
1: Uh, you know, Brian, um, I've thought about in the past, you know, because we, by you know, associations judge us by measures and metrics uh, as they outside consultants. Um, I've thought about ways to do it that don't just involve tallying the number of meetings you do or phone calls. There's got to be a more qualitative assessment. And it's difficult to do that. But in terms of the measures that associations are taking right now, I do think that from a quantitative standpoint, you can say, as I was alluding to earlier, let's create a matrix and figure out where our strengths are, what are our assets. And then you look at what your needs are in terms of congressional connections. And that's a fairly quantitative way of assessing it. And qualitatively, I think you ought to sit back. If you're an association executive, you ought to sit back and try to figure out what in the in the last Congress that's about to end, what members were our champions? What members came at us? And who do we have in their states or districts that could either deepen the relationship in a positive way or neutralize uh, what's been going on? So a little mix of qualitative and quantitative probably is a, a good way to, uh, to to look at it. How about you? What, what, what kind of things do you advise uh, associations to look at in this kind of framework? Because you do a lot of work with our regulatory agencies.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, while there, there is not going to be a lot of activity on in at the agency level over the next few months because they have to have at least 60 days of notice and comment before uh, rules can go into effect. You know, one of the things that. Uh, our trade association clients are definitely doing right now is engaging with their members. Uh, A lot of their members are having a quieter time, either because of the pandemic or because the holidays are coming up. Associations tend to be less engaged around the holidays, but it's an opportunity to actually engage either by surveys, phone calls, focus groups, to identify what could uh, the association do for them in 2021? What are the top issues and priorities that the association should be taking? We are just about out of time for this episode of Association Council's podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This is Brian Schneider. I'm here with uh, Dan Renberg. Thanks, Brian. This has been a lot of fun. Look forward to doing it again after the election. Uh, If you want to listen to this or any of the other Aaron Fox podcasts, you can get it at AaronFox.com or any place where you download podcasts. Uh, We also have lots of alerts on our website, and we will be issuing more podcasts for trade associations, and their council very soon. Thanks again for listening.